Welcome to the Midlife Chaos Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Michelle, a certified life and relationship coach, and I am so excited that you are here. The Midlife Chaos is for all of us facing midlife and wondering, how the heck did I get here? And where the flip am I going? Here we will talk about all the things that chaos brings. No topic is off the table, so join me on this adventure as we navigate the midlife chaos. Hello, hello. How's everybody doing today? Everybody staying warm? I think we are kind of out of that cold snap that we were in last week. Um, now we're just at normal winter temperatures and it's kind of actually warmer than I think typically we have this time of year. So I am enjoying that <laughs> um, much better than the cold last week. So um, today I want to talk about something I talk a lot about that I love to have tough conversations. No topic is off the table, right? And one of the pillars of my midlife chaos is health. That is something that we haven't really talked about yet on the podcast. And when I think about midlife health issues, I typically go to women's health, mainly menopause and perimenopause. But something that we definitely do not talk about enough in general is mental health. So today I want to talk about seasonal depression or SAD, seasonal affective disorder. So what is that? It's a type of depression that's characterized by a recurrent seasonal pattern, and it affects about 7% of the U.S. population and is equally common in both men and women. Some of the symptoms of SAD are fatigue, even with too much sleep, and um, another symptom is weight gain associated with like overeating, and especially because we're craving carbs this time of year. SAD symptoms can vary from mild to severe, and can include many other symptoms similar to like a major depression, feeling sad or depressed mood, um, a lack of interest in activities that we usually love doing, trouble getting out of bed in the morning, crankiness and mood changes, and even a drop in our energy levels throughout the day, a lack of focus, insomnia, difficulty concentrating, or even making decisions. And sometimes it can be severe enough that there's thoughts of death or suicide. So what causes sad? Okay, the holidays have just finished up. You've either enjoyed all the excitement and the hype of family and gatherings and food. Oh, yum, all the holiday food. You've enjoyed all the traditions and you've been busy, 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 just going since Thanksgiving or even earlier, right? Then bam, it's all over. And now you have nothing to look forward to. Nothing in January anyways. You're probably broke and tired and the weather is bleak. Or maybe you just came out of the holiday season realizing that it didn't live up to the hype. You weren't able to see all the loved ones. Maybe you were struggling financially this year and you're feeling guilty for not providing or planning like you normally would have. Maybe your holidays were extra lonely this year. People who you thought should have taken the time to see you just didn't show up like you would have liked. So both of these scenarios would definitely cause a depression. And I personally feel like this can affect seasonal depression, but seasonal affective disorder is defined as it being linked to a biochemical imbalance in the brain prompted by shorter daylight hours and less sunlight in the winter. So even if these scenarios don't apply to you, you could still be affected with seasonal depression. I am saying this to say you don't need a defining moment or event to throw you into a depression. 
And maybe throw isn't even the right word either, because I believe that depression, especially seasonal depression, can come on very slowly and gradually. Okay, living in North Dakota, although it can be unbearably cold, we do see more sunlight than you would expect. I think some people would argue with me on that, but I love having a sunshiny day and then stepping outside. Okay, actually not stepping, just opening the door to be hit with negative 30 degree temps. Yikes. But we lived in Boise for 12 years, and even though the temperature isn't nearly as cold there, we would get this heavy inversion. Inversion is kind of like this invisible layer in the atmosphere that traps the fog. It almost looks like a smog haze. So even though it is warmer, you literally do not see the sun for weeks, if not months at a time. So that can do a number on your depression. So how do we alleviate some of these symptoms? Well, first of all, because it is linked to sunlight and daylight hours, expose yourself to sunlight. Bundle up and go outside. I'd suggest a brisk walk. I mean, I wouldn't take that suggestion, but it seems like a nice thing to do. But if you don't have any sunlight, like we didn't in Boise, get a light therapy lamp. This is kind of like a box light, and the light from this kind of lamp is more intense than just a regular light bulb. A standard light bulb is like, what, 75 to 90 lumens or lux, and the standard care for SAD is 10,000 lux. So the light box should be placed in front of you about two feet or so for at least 30 minutes a day. It's not like tanning, so you need to keep your eyes open. Do not look directly at it. It is really bright. Light therapy mimics full light spectrum like daylight. It helps increase energy, boost your mood. It can also help regulate your circadian rhythm so you can sleep better. And it increases your focus for the day. So if you use it in the morning, don't use it too late because it can mess up your sleep pattern. So like 30 to 60 minutes a day, you can just do it while you're multitasking, brushing your teeth, getting ready for the day, maybe your morning workout. Or if you're like me that has a hard time getting out of bed in the morning, just flip that light on and let it do its magic while you're kind of getting going for the day. Okay, another thing you can do is get into and maintain a routine. It is common to want to sleep late, lounge around, but this throws off that circadian rhythm. So get into a routine of sleep, wake, exercise, work, eat, etc. So just make sure you're staying in your routine where you're up and going throughout the day. Another thing that helps with seasonal depression is to practice mindful meditation. This has been a promising effective treatment for depression for a while. Many meditations focus on warmth and kindness to yourself and others, and they may also focus on gratitude. Something else to do with um, that seasonal depression is to connect with others. When we're falling into a trap of depression, we notice who isn't calling and checking in. We notice plans being changed or canceled, and we take it so personally. We are hypersensitive to the possible tone of a conversation, especially through text. I know that it is hard to put that all aside, but reach out. You don't know who else might be sitting home with those very same thoughts of nobody reaching out. You can also make it a point to go to those activities that you probably just want to skip altogether. If a friend invites you out, go. If your church is having a ladies' night, go. We have a couple of ongoing activities in our town, um, like we have a trivia night once a week at a local restaurant. Go to that. You can also reach out to family and friends that live far away. We have so many options with technology anymore, FaceTime, Zoom, even just texting to check in. 
Another thing that I love, um, and I'm just kind of getting, I guess, more knowledge in (laughs) is supplements. So like vitamin D, I would guess that every single one of us has been told that we are low on vitamin D. And I am sure that every single one of us knows that in the winter, we are all needing more vitamin D. Another supplement is magnesium. Magnesium seems to be all the rage right now, but honestly, it is legit. Magnesium is one of those most lacking minerals in our diets and just in our bodies. So something that we probably don't know is that in order for either one of them to work, we need to be using them together. To metabolize, vitamin D requires magnesium. So if you are not taking magnesium, vitamin D will not work, period. Also, vitamin D allows magnesium to be absorbed by a factor of 30%. Magnesium is one of the most important minerals that we can take for our mental and physical health. So if you take your vitamin D in the mornings to help energize and boost you up, then you can take your magnesium in the evening so it can help calm your body and your nervous system. And then it also helps with your muscle aches, sleep, anxiety, and depression. And how do we get more magnesium in our diet? That would be like the dark leafy greens, avocados, black beans, bananas, mm, dark chocolate. But even at taking those, we're still not going to have enough in our diet to get enough of that mineral in us. So we probably should be taking a supplement. Okay, two things for me that I do personally when I'm kind of battling the winter blues or the seasonal depression is, first of all, I like to go tanning. I know, I know all the worries about skin cancer, but for me, I like feeling that sunshine on my skin. I like the warmth of the tanning bed. And I just like feeling that light on me. Something else that I do, and I realize that I am super blessed, but I take a trip about every February. Our anniversary is in February, so that helps. But I also like to find a retreat or some kind of girls getaway to attend. I need a different scenery. Yeah, I prefer someplace warm like St. George or Mexico or even Vegas. But we've even taken trips to Denver. And it isn't just the sunshine I'm looking for, but just a break from the mundane every day. Now, if you are really struggling with depression, whether it's seasonal or any time of year, seek professional help. Talk to your doctor or a local therapist. And if you don't usually experience seasonal depression or if you feel like the symptoms are worse, you really need to be reaching out to somebody because they will have the tools or medicine to really Um, understand what you're dealing with and get you the help that you need. Now, I do want to touch on one last thing. There is a video on YouTube. It's actually a talk given by Lauren Dalton titled, You Are Receiving Revelation, Now Act On It. JR references this talk a lot. The gist of the message is we are given promptings or beings, little beings that nudge us to do something. Call this person, stop by and do this thing, Well, we typically excuse these promptings away. Oh, I just saw so-and-so. I don't need to reach out to them. Or, oh, I can just stop and do that errand later when it's more convenient. Well, the Lord doesn't work that way, does he? He uses us as his messengers to bless each other's lives. So when we get the prompting to call or text a certain person, it's probably the Lord's way of reaching out to that person through you. I'm sharing this because I have been struggling the last little while. And I don't typically share that with people. 
I am a smile on my face, laugh off the situation, and how can I help the next person? Or I wallow at home and retreat into myself. Either way, I have a real hard time asking for help. A couple of weeks ago, I was late for church. I mean, later than we usually are. I know. Everyone that goes to church with us knows we're late, but I was super late that day. And so I didn't bother going into the main meeting. Instead, I just went to get ready for my assignment. I help in the children's program. So the next day, I received a text from a dear friend. Now, this isn't the kind of friend that, well, we don't usually chat every time we see each other. She isn't the friend that we meet up throughout the week. Not that I wouldn't love to spend time with her, but she works and I seem to be more busy in the evenings and it just isn't that, you know, everyday kind of friend. Well, Monday morning, first thing, I get a text saying, hey, I missed you yesterday. Is everything okay? And at first I shrugged it off. I was at church just late. No need to worry. Everything's fine. But I didn't even respond to that text because I couldn't bring myself to give that response because I wasn't fine. I've sat with that text for two weeks and I've sat with a feeling of gratitude because this friend didn't know that I wasn't okay. And even though we don't typically text each other, she was prompted to reach out. Just that two sentence text let me know that somebody was aware of me. Somebody noticed me or noticed me not where I would typically be, right? She will never know how much that text helped me feel seen and loved. I've thought about that text multiple times over the last two weeks. So I tell you the story because if you get the bing or the prompting to reach out to somebody, do it. It is easy to give the advice to somebody struggling with depression to get some sunshine, connect with others, meditate. But the truth is, when we're already struggling, sometimes it takes that lifeline, that other person to reach out and help us out of our feels. So as I'm putting this episode together, I'm going to listen extra long to that intro music and imagine myself on a beach somewhere with my toes in the sand, a fruity drink in hand, listening to the waves crashing and visualize that sunshine hitting my soul and be grateful that the days are becoming longer and we will have more daylight hours soon. Thank you for listening to the Midlife Chaos. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. I sure would appreciate that. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. If you want to see what else we are up to, check out my Instagram at the Midlife Chaos or join our Facebook group, Midlife Chaos VIPs.